heads tonight, you would slip up your hand and say, Lord, there's a need in my life. There's a request. There's a burden you'd like to share with him. Ask him to speak to your heart and speak to your life personal. Lord, we've come on uh, this service in the midweek for us to glorify your name. Come aside from the busyness of life and the voices of this generation. Just a few days closer to the change and to the rapture. We're here again to judge ourselves and look inward and ask that everything would be under the blood. That you would fill each one of your predestinated seed with your life. Take away the world, the nature of the world, the desire of the world, and put more of Jesus in our lives. Take us up into a higher place. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your dealings and your sacredness individually as a communion on Sunday night and foot washing. And I just thank you, Lord, for surrendered lives and men and women that are sold out to you. We can come together and glorify God. Speak to us deeply tonight. Stir deeply. In our bodies, there's needs in our spirits. There are needs in our soul. We lift them up before you. May the blood drip down into all these areas. You know the secrets of our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify your name. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Verse 6 and 7. I don't have any slides up for tonight. So uh, we'll turn to Isaiah chapter 9 first. Uh, we'll read a couple of verses and then go to uh, the book of Matthew. Tonight we'd like, we'd like to speak on our counselor greater than Solomon. Our counselor greater than Solomon. And uh, Sunday night, the communion service, we had a couple more thoughts to share and uh, we just want to continue right on tonight with the counselor and greater than Solomon before we read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 brother Branham uh, said in a message show us the father everybody wanted to find God down through the age even Job of old said oh if I could only know where he was in his trouble down on his ash heap, scraping his boils. And God was dealing with a saint in his case. There he was sitting there, scraping his boils. Some of his church friends come to him and set their backs, turn to him. Not much consolation. But Job wanted to know, oh, if I only knew where his house was. Talking about God. If I knew where his house was. In other words, if I'd go and knock on his door... He'd come out and talk to me. Tonight we're speaking about a counselor. I would like for him to come out and talk to you tonight. And that's what Job was saying. That's what he wanted to do. But notice, he goes on to say this. When a man is hungering and thirsting for God, God will draw nigh to the man always. And women. So if you're hungering tonight and you're thirsting for God, God will draw nigh to you. Then he just said this in good counsel. He said, give up. Surrender your will to God. That's good counsel. And it's greater than Solomon is here tonight. Isaiah 9 verse 6. These two verses here. I think Brother Tim closed the service Sunday 
uh, quoting this chap, these verse here. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. I was thinking in verse 6, I want to take that one word of the counselor out of that uh, this uh, verse that speaks of his name. I was also looking in verse 7 how it says upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom. It's amazing that our second thought of counselor is greater than Solomon, that it was the son of David was Solomon. But not just his natural son, but Jesus Christ was of the lineage. And you're of the lineage of Jesus. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. If we could just turn to the New Testament. Church, you've had a good week in the Lord. And uh, Satan probably has been battling you. But that means you're a good Christian. Let's be good soldiers tonight and receive the counsel of God. Amen. We're going to speak about a counselor a little bit. And it's, per- it's nice to have a personal counselor. Is it nice? Matthew 12, verse 42, speaking of uh, the queen of the south or the queen of Sheba, the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth or from a long ways away to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. So if the queen of Sheba could do that and come to hear the wisdom of Solomon and a greater than Solomon is here, surely we can lay aside and surrender everything in our lives and hear his voice. Would you like to read in Luke 11 uh, verse 31? Just uh, the same thought that Jesus was speaking in Matthew. Luke recorded it also speaking on greater than Solomon. He speaks in these verses a greater than Jonas or Jonas or Jonah and a greater than Solomon. Luke 11 verse 31. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and behold A greater than Solomon is here. And that's not just in the Bible. That's here tonight. Let's not just read it in the Bible or quote a prophet. Let's recognize that a greater wisdom than what was in Solomon, you can tap into. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight as we fellowship around the word. We thank the Lord for the communion and the services on Sunday. Still been just thankful for the Lord and... As we walk through life as believers, we need a counselor. And I want to encourage you tonight that your counselor is very near. And the Prince of Peace is very close to your life. 
And we don't want to get cold and indifferent like the world is when we go through things as individuals or families or as a church or we rub shoulders with believers and people of walk of life. The Lord Jesus is our counselor. We want to tap into that tonight and speak about him and a greater than Solomon. That, that's actually part of his nature. And God has a certain nature as he, he's a counselor. And that's one who counsels. One who addresses the issue. He doesn't just kind of avoid it and kind of uh, go around it. He addresses the issue. That's a counselor. A counselor is one who is present on the case. It's someone that's near to the situation. It's not wanting to push it back somewhere into your mind or your spirit and just say, get on with life. That's not how the Lord deals with sons and daughters of God. It's a counselor is one who is present on the case and one who gets close to the situation. A real counselor can't come into a situation and take sides. And they can't get just on the emotion. They have to stay a spiritual counselor is one who actively takes a role that's looking for the remedy. They're with you. They're not pushing you aside and don't have time for you. It's like sons and daughters of God are high priority. When, when something happens to a believer, Jesus is very near and he wants to help us with real spiritual Counsel. So spiritually, a spiritual counsel is one who can direct an individual to have a release through the word. There's a lot of counselors, as you know. There's a lot of people that are looking for counsel today. And they're marriage counseling or they're looking for health counselors are looking. How can they be more healthy in life? People are looking for real guidance and leadership in their lives as as uh, men and women, even tonight. I think it's a good time to be more serious as we approach the house of God because souls are at stake. Men and women are at stake. And when we speak about our whole beings of soul, spirit, and body, we give Him the liberty to speak about what, wherever there's the need to talk about it. Because not just our men and women at stake, but marriages are at stake. Young people are at stake. Children are at stake. And not just their souls, like we would say, our soul is hanging over hell. And I'm not just speaking about that, but also all of our spirit realms are fragile. And our bodies are fragile. And so many times a counselor, when he's speaking and addressing something, he might, he or she might get personal and it might get uncomfortable. But I'm glad to know tonight that our Lord Jesus, he knows everything about us. Job had a desire. If you read in the book of Job and he cried out, uh, my Redeemer liveth. Behold, my Redeemer liveth. He had an inspiration. He had a pulsation of faith come to him in his moment of crisis when he didn't understand. When even his close uh, counselors, we would say, companions did not understand. God understood. And he dropped down something into that brother's heart on an ash heap that helped him rise out of that. And I want to encourage every person here tonight. God is concerned to bring you higher. 
It's the devil's business to push you down. To devalue you. To tell you you're no good, you've crossed the line, you've, you, there's no hope for you and the Holy Spirit. If you listen to the ministry, I, I think in our church is very positive. It's always trying to come to the individual and encourage you. Let's go on with God. It's not the men that stand behind the pulpit. It's a greater than Solomon that is speaking directly to our situations. And let me just say this openly. When Jesus said a greater than Solomon is here, he was speaking about God that was standing in his flesh. And when Brother Branham spoke, I showed Brother Tom this little piece of paper that where I got this inspiration from. Thirteen messages that Brother Branham spoke on a greater than Solomon is here. And at the end of all of those messages, a prophet drops back into the first and the second pool, showing that God's concerned about your body, your spirit. And he brought the word to let you and I know that a greater than Solomon is here. I wonder, do we believe that tonight on a Wednesday night, that a greater one than just a man, Solomon, that Brother Branham talked about how he backslid, Solomon backslid and went away from God and had all kinds of wives and women that took his heart away. That's why Jesus could say a greater than Solomon is here. Because it's not just natural wisdom or knowledge that we're trying to attain to. It's a character of Christ that is greater than just wisdom. Do we agree with that? So now when Jesus, when the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6, if you'd like to turn back there, we have a baptism tonight. Our precious sister Abigail Smouts is going to be baptized. And I think we're all happy about that. I'll say a little bit more about that, how God was dealing with her at camp in the baptism. And she remembered her Sunday school teacher. Amen. She remembered her counselors at camp. She's just so happy. And her mother and father and two sisters are here tonight. I I believe these are times to rejoice. When so many people of the world are getting caught up in the world and distracted and pulled away. That whenever we see a glimmer of Christ working in our lives and sacredly dealing with us. Forgive the expression. We ought to jump all over that. That's the counselor coming to us. In Isaiah 9, 6, he described this one that was going to be born and given to us. And the government would be upon his shoulder. That's the strong point. That's the strong part of the body. It's going to be up on his shoulders. Not a weak, like on his finger. It's going to be on his shoulders. Meaning he's going to carry us. And sometimes, my precious friend, God may have to carry you. As a counselor, when you look back over the grains of sand in your life and you say, why sometimes is there only one one set of footprints? Let me remind you, it's not you alone. That is Christ carrying you. So you're not alone. And you're not way out there. He's got our number. As we're going to close the service before the baptism. He knows your house number. He knows what condition might be in your mortal body. He knows a spirit. If it's the x-rays might not be able to find it. But a spirit that might try to hide behind there. It's the devil. 
but the word exposes that, that thing and sets the believer free. A greater than Solomon is here in 2019. And he's concerned about you. So we look in verse uh, 6 of chapter 9 and see that his name shall be called Wonderful and Counselor. I wonder if we can all say that word counselor together. Tonight, can you walk into a little room uh, like an office and uh, on the door it says counselor. It's not a natural man or a woman sitting there to speak to you. It's your lovely Lord Jesus. When we speak about counselor, it means someone that is advising and consulting. It, it, It is a back and forth. Like communion. But they speak with a purpose. And they speak to you in a way to give you a plan. Consulting or a counselor is one that means you're exchanging. You're exposing yourself. I'm going to say some things and just be vulnerable tonight. If you really want help with a counselor, you got to be honest. And in this generation, people hide and want to run from being honest. They don't want the real self to be out there. And if we're going to have help from the Lord, we've got to be honest. We've got to be willing to lay it out and repent. And to say, I'm not always right. And we've got to be willing to start all over. And we've got to be willing to say, Lord, I need a miracle. Or I need a healing. Or I need a way out of this. Psalms 119. We don't have time to turn to these scriptures. But I want you to see in the scripture. That counseling and a counselor is very real. Psalms 119 says. Thy testimonies also are my delight. And my counselors. So the word is our delight. And where we get our consulting from. Proverbs 11 says, where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. That's not Google. That's the word of God. That's the testimonies. That's the scripture. That's what God would open and reveal to you, the mind of Christ. Sent through a prophet. You can take that as a greater than Solomon is here. Where no counsel is, the people fall. Proverbs 12.20 says, Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. But to the counselors of peace, there is joy. So a counselor in their duty, when you walk out of their presence, there should be peace in your heart. There should be joy that they've uncovered something and you can walk out of there strengthened. I would say today in our generation, there's been an epic fail of men and women being able to come into a presence and leave with their real soul needs met. Thank God for a message. Thank God for the word. Even on Wednesday night, this, this is free. We're receiving free thoughts of God. Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, Without counsel, 
purposes are disappointed. So you can say, I want to do this, or I can have a purpose, or I want to do this. But counsel without counsel or without advice, without exchanging counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. And our last verse on this, Proverbs 24, verse 6 says, For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war. And in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So many times counseling or a counselor is spoken against that when a person gets really in a moment of crisis, they think that they're a weakling or it's a sign of weakness to actually ask for help. But tonight I want to say, blessed are you that can recognize a need in your life and throw open the doors of your heart and say, Jesus... Help me. I'll use the words of David. Deliver us from evil. Show us the way. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Lord, don't let us have an attitude or become critical at the very presence of God that can bring us out of our trouble. You remember Sunday night when we were speaking about that uh, lady that had crossed the line. And Brother Branham talked about uh, this in Spokane, Washington. About a a lady that had uh, been starting to be critical. And it was just tearing him to pieces. And how she crossed the line last night between grace and mercy. And I seen her standing before me praying for her each night. And there she was standing, blackness going around and around her. No matter what she tries to do, it's over. So this morning, a little after daylight, I saw her. I'd been praying. And I thought, how could the woman think those kind of thoughts? Uh, And Brother Branham goes on to say, but I couldn't help it. And so you think of that. and, And he thought himself, I begin to wonder if there's something I did or the way. Now that is a real counselor that has leadership. They're looking at their own lives in a moment of crisis and saying, is it something I said? Is it something I done? Is there a better way? Did I miss something? This is a prophet. This is a counselor to this generation that was actually showing. And he goes on to say, but I can't baby anything. You mustn't do that. You must tell the truth. The truth is always right. My, my, my. Uh, you, you might remember this in Maine when he talked about the young lady. And Brother Branham had felt led to say something to a young lady after a certain service. And I said, sister, after the service was over, is this okay tonight? Uh, in, the, in these examples and in the things that we've chosen to say, it's God showing that a greater than Solomon is here in our cases. And in this certain service, Brother Branham felt led to talk to a young lady uh, privately and said, would you come to Christ? She said, I belong to church. And if I wanted somebody to speak to me, I'd get a pastor that had some sense. She said, don't you ever try to embarrass me. See, her attitude wasn't right. Uh, You find people where they're just shut down. They won't receive. They've already got in their mind made up. God can't help them. She had this attitude, don't ever try to embarrass me. And and Brother Branham said, I'm sorry. No one knows this but you and me, he said. I I didn't mean to embarrass you. These are great examples. 
We've been in cases where you, you, you try to speak to someone and you, and you realize you cross a certain line. They're not prepared for that. And, and you maybe go a little further and you share something personal. Maybe you do speak about it. And what you're doing, you're spreading the envelope around for honesty. And by the end of the conversation, I just had this happen yesterday to me. And by the end of the conversation, they say, well, now that we've spoken about that, I can just tell you. It's them being honest. God loves honesty. It's part of his nature as a counselor that if we really want help, we've got to be open. Oh, this lady, she wasn't open. She said, uh, and Brother Branham was trying to really work with her. He said, I'm sorry. No one knows this but you and me. I didn't mean to embarrass you. I only was asking you because I felt led. Brother Branham said he remembers standing by a little rose bush. He remembered this. Standing by a rose bush by a Baptist church near Nashville, Tennessee. I'll never forget the night. This is how much it uh, impressed Brother Branham. God was dealing with him. Talk to a person. He approached them correctly. They, they kind of threw it back in his face and he said, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to embarrass you. He remembers the bush. I'll never forget the night. The wind was blowing and the moon was shining and she turned her little painted lips up like and her little nose and snickled away to meet up with a bunch of the boys. And about a year later, I passed through the same city and I was walking down there near there having a campaign. And I, as I was walking down the street, I seen a young lady walking down the street with her skirts all terrible. And I looked at her and I thought, surely that's not her. It was a deacon's daughter. Surely that's not her. And I turned and I started following her. And she looked at me. And as they passed, and I caught up with her and she said, hello, preacher. I said, how do you do? Aren't you? And she said, yes, I am. She already knew. She stopped and reached into her pocketbook and pulled out a cigarette and said, have one. And I said, shame on you. She said, well, maybe you take a little drink of my bottle. And I said, does your father know this? A deacon at the church? She said, I want to tell you something, preacher. You remember that night, this was a year before, you remember that night you spoke to me by the bush. I said, I'll never forget it. She said, that was my last call. And here's the remark he said that made that beautiful young woman that she made. She got in this modern teenage rock and roll stuff. She said, preacher... My heart is so hard till I could see my mother's soul fry in hell like a pancake and laugh at it. And Brother Branham said she crossed the line between mercy and judgment. Mercy's here. Judgment's over here. And she crossed the line. And Brother Branham stopped in the service and he said, oh, don't do it, friend. I want to say that tonight. I counsel you. Don't cross that line where you get cold and bitter and against. And then a religious spirit comes on you and you try to justify yourself. And I've been down the road or I know so much. No, that's the time to humble yourself and say, I need a greater than Solomon in my life. Say, but I have a lot of wisdom. I have a lot of understanding. I have a lot of money. 
But it's a greater than Solomon we need tonight. And Brother Branham said, don't do it, friend. I think that's good counsel. Even on a Wednesday night after communion. Don't let our hearts become hardened and calloused and become intimidated by a spirit that wants to make you pull back into depression. Pull you back into thinking your life is over. Thinking you just want to end your life. That's a satanic spirit. Trying to take your life prematurely. I would receive the good counsel of the Holy Spirit. He is the Prince of Peace. I think we need to make it personal. He's my counselor. He is my peace. He is my joy in my dilemma. And friends, if you don't need this tonight, maybe somebody else does. And it's time we get behind the move of God. Why are you saying this? Why are you speaking this way as we did on Sunday? I just had three little questions written down in my, in my notes to ask. And at least several people thanked me afterwards. One was a genuine believer. And they, they wasn't going to take communion Sunday night. But because of one little question, should I abstain from communion? God dealt with their heart and they took communion. Hallelujah. God knows the secrets of our hearts. I believe even across the pulpit can be things that we've even talked about since Sunday. Things between two individuals. Things that you've thought on your own. But all of a sudden through the scripture, through the word, through the speaking of the ministry, you find out there's another presence that is here. There's another person that is talking in the building. And it's a greater than Solomon that would look at a situation. Do you remember First Kings? Maybe we should just turn to the First Kings together. Do you remember the scripture? Just to remind you. Because we're speaking on a greater than Solomon is here. I can look back in my life. I was thinking of this today. About how at crucial times in my life. That there's been spiritual people. That was present in my life. And God used that to carry me through. Some of them are in this building tonight. And it's because the counselor. And the great one was present. I just want to say something before we read in 1 Kings. A counselor is someone that is willing to harness up with another individual to help lead them to a positive release. It's where you need a release. You need something. And it's where you have another individual used by God that is willing to harness up with you. They're willing to yoke up with someone to bring them, lead them to a positive release. Do you know what I'm speaking about? By example, by leadership. It's not squirt a little water over here and squirt a little over here, but it's come on, let's go. And you're able to speak to someone. You're able to talk to someone. You're able to leave their presence with some strength in your life. That's a counselor. 
It's someone that yokes up with someone and God uses them to bring a healing. It's like, let's go to another dimension that's higher. Let's leave this, what you're thinking about, what you're dwelling on, where you're at. Let's go to a higher place. You know, friends, I can yoke up my little cart to that kind of leadership. Amen. Take us on, Lord. Lead us on, Word of God. That's what Psalms and Proverbs were saying earlier, that that is our delight. Now, First Kings chapter 3, you can see it now. And we're doing okay for time. We'll be very conscious on a Wednesday night of, of this, of your time, and we have a baptism. 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5, you can see that God appearing to Solomon in a dream. I want you to notice this, in a dream. And God asked him in 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 5, ask what I shall give thee. And, and the whole next few verses down to verse 15 is, is the Lord speaking to Solomon and Solomon speaking back to him. In verse 9 we see Solomon asking, for an understanding heart, to be able to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this so great, thy so great a people. If you look in verse 9, there's a few key words. It's understanding that he would be able to judge. That's be able to look at a situation and know right and wrong or which way to go. And that I may be able to discern. And that I would be able to judge. In verse 10, we see that the Lord, it pleased the Lord. In verse 11, God said unto him, because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast thou asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, hallelujah, I have done according to thy words. It's good to pray. Hallelujah. It's good to pray. God answers prayer. Satan wants to get your mom and silent and just pushed into a corner where you don't even feel like praying. You don't feel like coming to church. You don't feel like seeing nobody. In fact, you want to run and hide somewhere. You know, just by the very reality of a minister saying that shows you that God knows where you're at. And he goes there sometimes, but he's not going to stay there. He wants to bring you out of that. So we see this in verse 11, how God is answering back about because you have not asked for long life or riches or the life of thy enemies but has asked for this understanding. Verse 12, Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart. Verse 15 says, Solomon awoke and behold, it was a dream. When you look through the scripture or you hear the phrase today, the wisdom of Solomon. Who's heard that phrase before? Oh, Someone might say, oh, for the wisdom of Solomon. But tonight we're hearing another message. And that is a greater than Solomon is here. Jesus was putting emphasis on it's greater than a man that would just fall and pass away. Or be given over to fleshly uh, leadership of women. The daughter of Pharaoh and many, many others. And build temples and all kinds of mosques to these foreign gods. That's the Old Testament. 
Just stay with me. In the New Testament, Jesus was saying, a greater character is here. And when you look down or read, let me, let me just tell you, this happened a couple of weeks ago. And we were in Seattle, Brother Tom Ray had followed the last months with the Seattle uh, believers and the Renton believers to establish now their new pastor. Brother Peter Ivanenko was uh, voted on and selected to be their pastor by a majority. And, and it was on that Sunday night as he, as he was voted in and the church just rejoiced. And Brother Tom had the, the ministering brothers come up, Brother David and Brother Daniel. And Brother Peter was standing there and Brother Tom was praying as everyone was just praying with their new pastor. And, and many would say, oh, this is when you need to pray a prayer like Solomon. Oh, for wisdom and oh, for understanding and oh, for the right judgment and certain matters and it was right at that moment that brother tom cried out under inspiration a greater than solomon is here showing in our generation that it's not just wisdom of what i think and how it ought to be but it's the wisdom of god a greater than just a natural man is here hallelujah i want to say that for you tonight greater than just a preacher is here Greater than just your flesh is here. Greater is that seed inside of you. Say, oh, for the wisdom of Solomon. That wisdom of Solomon passed away. But the wisdom that comes from Christ will never pass away. It's not books and education. You'll find yourself getting in trouble and getting all mixed up in your mind when you go to that for a release. It's the word that should be our counsel. It should be the atmosphere of God's presence. We should seek godly counsel. And not run from it. So from that service, I wrote down these 13 messages. And as of Sunday, we had finished 11. And by this morning, we finished the last one. Just to be able to bring the reality of what happened in our generation. A greater than Solomon is here. But I'm not satisfied to leave it on a tape. And I don't believe we ought to hear messages and hear services and read out of the Bible and then go through prayer lines of him calling out people's name and their needs and then sit there and say, hey man, that's really good, that's really nice and fail to recognize that the counselor is right around you. He's right in you. Hallelujah. Oh, listen how he talked about a brother Ramsey. Brother Branham in Jeffersonville and the Hebrews. Is this okay tonight? Just a couple more minutes. Brother Branham was talking about a brother Ramsey. And how this little brother was a wonderful little brother. I believe he said a God saved man. And he got him a job down here at, at Vorgang's. And some of his people were sitting here. And Brother Branham was just being sensitive not to say anything negative about Brother Ramsey. He said, I don't know if you're sitting here. Some of his people, Brother Ramsey... How many remembers Brother Ramsey here at the Church of God? And Brother Branham says, see, a wonderful little man. He used to come by my house. Just listen to this. This man used to come by my house and we'd talk together. And we'd sit there and weep and hold one another's hands. A real Christian. I know this is real simple. But I thought that very quote is so obsolete today to this Laodicean culture. How often do we go to someone's home? 
I'm going to go slowly through this. He's talking about talking to Brother Ramsey. He's talking about a brother that was a good, God-saved man. I'm trying to get some of you to see you can be saved, be wonderful, be in the church, and still need help. Still need someone with the right approach. Brother Brown's talking about going to a house and talking together. That's almost obsolete. Comma. And we'd sit there. You know, today people don't have time. It's rushed, fast, busy, caught up, can't talk, no time, gotta go, got another appointment. And Brother Brenham's talking about helping Brother Ramsey, how he'd sit there and weep. How long has it been since you've been there with someone? That's really opening up your heart. And actually taking them by the hand. So you're weeping, you're taking them by, you're talking to them. Not just texting or emailing or yelling across a, a busy thing, but you're talking to someone, you're connecting. Say, Brother John, this is so simple tonight. That is a great need. Because Brother Ramsey, I guarantee you, walked out of that experience with something added to his life. A man of God got out of the way long enough to pour in some oil. Pour in some wine. And remember, at the end of the road, if you have given a lot of yourself and poured it out, if there's any need at the end, He will pour it back into your life. That's the Good Samaritan. So as we come to a conclusion tonight, true counseling brings strength to the person. It brings peace to them. I hope some can leave tonight saying, God has helped me. A true counselor helps bring direction for a person. And correction sometimes. They're able to be, and I just put this in my notes. Even two believers can vehemently disagree. But there should be the Holy Ghost to bring guidance and bring leadership and bring direction. That spiritual counsel. And if we lack that, we're missing the Holy Ghost. We're missing perfect love. Vehemently disagree. And yet if we lose the counselor, if we lose the peace, something's gone somewhere. I want to say he's never went anywhere for the believer. He's waiting right there for you. True counseling brings a settled spirit back into its right orbit. And today we have so many health counselors and financial counselors and marriage counselors and coaches and managers and mentors. But spiritually, the Holy Ghost is our counselor. Can we nail that down tonight? The Holy Ghost is our counselor. And many times he uses men and women as instruments. Hallelujah. Even Job, which was a believer, and the mighty God unveiled before us. Brother Branham said Job was a righteous man, a perfect man in the laws of God, a servant, noble, honorable. But he had a desire, and that was to see God. He knew there had to be a God, and he felt that he would like to see him or otherwise go to his house and knock on the door and say, I'd like to speak with you. 
and sit down and talk with him like he said we would each other. He said, we have an understanding. That's why we're having these conventions, he said, where we can come together and express our thoughts. And we understand one another better when we talk things over with each other. And ministers do that. And people of all walks of life do it. Talk things over. God help us, Lord Jesus. This is good counsel tonight. Whether you're in Germany, China... India, wherever you're from, wherever your culture is, this is the word culture. And a greater than Solomon is here in Tucson. Brother Bannon was talking there about the little uh, lady that was trying to shake the rattle in front of her little boy, two-year-old boy and and trying to shake things, and he, he, there was no attention given it to him. And she realized, he's blind, he's blind. And Brother Branham typed that to the church, how they've had every kind of gift promised and shook before her. And he said, there's going to be people, he said, the first thing you know, you're going to find out. You say, well, isn't it written that we should have a rapture? And it'll be like it was in John the Baptist's day. It, isn't it written in the scripture that there should be where Elias would come? He said, Elias has already come and you didn't know it. One of these days when tribulation sets, you'll say, wasn't there to be a rapture first? And it'll be, it's already passed and you knew nothing about it. It's come like a thief in a night. He said, I tell you, it's time. This is good counsel. It's time for believers to trim their lamps and get on their toes. The calling time is at hand. We should remember that. That's good counsel. To lay aside every weight. Aren't you happy that God sent you a message to prepare you for the rapture? He's counseled you to get ready. Praise be to God. I just love that, friends. I wish we had some more time. Maybe we'll in another time. Brother Bunham just goes in, in many of these messages. I'll just, I'll, let's just read this one and then this will be our last one. I, I was actually listening to this when we were driving down the road and I stopped it and just was speaking to who was with me in the car as I realized at the end of the service, Brother Bunham was speaking. A little lady back there to my right, she's bouncing a little baby on her lap. She just raised her eyes from having her head bowed and praying in reverence because she's praying for the baby. That is true, lady. If the Lord God will reveal to me the trouble of that baby, will you accept what you ask for? You're asking for healing. I have no power to heal. I'm only a minister of the gospel. But your little baby's got a breaking out on its hand. That is true. If you will believe with all your heart, you shall receive what you ask for. Now, who believes God knows everything? A little baby sitting back there and a mother on its, and she's praying reverently and, and she lifts up her head and a little baby's something broke out on her hand and the mother's believing and praying to have the Holy Spirit counsel her and say, just believe. And Brother Branham said, the little lady behind you that's very nervous, she's expecting to be a mother most at any time. She's weeping because her heart was struck about the little baby. 
And she's fixing to give birth in one, one right away and she's nervous. Don't fear sister. God walks through the valley of the shadows of death. He will deliver you. The heart of a mother that was nervous about to deliver and to have the counselor say, don't you fear. God heard her cry. And you, what, what are you wiping your eyes for? He said, why not just have faith in God and you'll be healed of that stomach trouble and he will make you well. Do you believe that? All right, then go and eat your supper. Don't you believe on the Lord Jesus? You at the end down there with the heart trouble. You believe that God will make you well. If you can't believe, that surprised you, didn't it? Stand up on your feet. Don't forget about the heart trouble. If you believe on the Lord Jesus, His mercy and grace has touched you. It's the Son of God revealed from heaven. He says, you're happy, sir. You've got joy in your heart because you've been praying. If the Lord will reveal to me what you're praying about, will you believe it'll happen? It's for your wife. She's had two strokes. She's got a broken hip. But you believe and God will take care of that for you. Hallelujah. God will take care of that for you. Comfort your heart tonight. We do not sorrow as others that have no hope. Just today I was seeing uh, just some uh, pictures of a young man that passed away last Wednesday in the message, a pastor's son. And I was just observing the service and how they were presenting his life. I was thinking, my, my, death is a very cruel thing to come to a young life. Just two weeks ago, a, a young 16-year-old young lady passed away, just passed away on a Wednesday. And I thought, my, you know, there's so many questions So many things we can have in life. Why and why so young? But I'm glad to serve a counselor that is greater than Solomon. But maybe in your devotions you can read here. And I stopped reading, but 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 16 to 28 is that time when the two ladies came forward with their, their two little babies. And one had died in the night. The, the mother had rolled over on the baby and it had died. And the other mother in the night came and got the baby and brought it to herself and, and, and put the, the dead baby in the one that had rolled over. And now they come before Solomon. Tell us who's the mother. Tell us who's the mother. And Solomon asked for a sword. Say, why a sword? And, and, and Solomon said, cut the living baby in half and give a half to this mother and a half to this mother. And one mother says, yes, that's a good idea. Go ahead and do that. And the other one, the Bible says, for her bowels were moved toward her son. She said, no, give the child to that lady. And Solomon said, that's the mother. That's the wisdom in a situation. To know right and wrong. You say, what do I do? How are we going to know? There's so much emotion in two situations. And which baby? I don't know what to do. And people just throwing up their hands and walking out. But the wisdom of God said, bring me a sword. And the real mother had a yearning. The bowels of her heart was moved. I pray God give us more men and women who have a real heart that's moved for the things of God. That's the real mother. Oh, you say, that's incredible. 
a greater than Solomon is here. And this is what really got me, is in the same service. Brother Branham said, you've had an operation. It's made you awfully weak. You're anemic. And the tumor made you very weak. And you're praying for somebody else. Here's a lady in the service praying for someone else, a sister that has high blood pressure. I see him. He's talking about a doctor. I see him put the thing from her arm. Talking about the high blood pressure little instrument. I see him put the thing from her arm. A rather strong man, a doctor. I thought, it's incredible. Where was Brother Branham? He said, I see him. I see the doctor. I see you and this other sister. I see her. And they've taken the, the, it off her arm. And it's a real strong doctor. She's also got heart trouble. He's listening like that and beating on her back. Where was Brother Branham watching a doctor beat on someone's back? I'd say it was the lovely Lord Jesus. As a counselor, revealing to this lady, God knows the secrets of your heart. Do you believe it? She, they call you Sally. That's your name. Olander. You live on a street called Montclair. And your address is 5526. If you believe with all your heart, you take that handkerchief to her and go in peace. And God be with you and grant you the desires of your heart. I say that to you tonight. God grant you the desires of your heart. For a greater than Solomon is here that knows your address, your name, can actually peer before, peer after, peer present. That's none other than Jesus Christ. And I pray God come and fill our sister Abigail Smouts with the Holy Ghost. Let's stand to our feet tonight and let's rejoice in this baptism. Hallelujah. Let's be thankful. On a Wednesday night, we have another soldier enlisting in the army. Hallelujah. May God bless each one of you as we bow our heads. Our lovely Lord Jesus, we thank you for being our counselor. We thank you for being wonderful. We thank you for being the Prince of Peace, a mighty God, everlasting Father. You know all about our situation. You know all about our need. You know all about what we're going through, the past and the present and the future. We don't have to scream out our case and cry out to this and that. And God, you know all about it. We stand in your presence tonight, Lord, just basking in this communion atmosphere. Just wanting to confess, Lord, you are our counselor. You are the one we're seeking to advise us for future events. You are the one that knows the past, the calling, the election of God, the purpose. And I pray now, Lord, at the close of this meeting, that you would help each one of us to be instruments, to help some other soldier that might be very close to us or near or far, Help us to be Jesus to one another. And I pray that you would, I I pray forgiveness that if we have been harsh or rude or wrong or insensitive, that you would forgive all of us, Lord Jesus. If we've not been peaceful, if we've not given strength to one another, 
If somehow our love is dried up in our bowl and there's no oil or there's no wine in our cup, I pray, God, that you would allow us to wait a little longer in your presence and say, here's my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord, as the musicians play that. Here's my cup. I lift it up. Maybe is there someone here that would say, Lord, fill my cup, Lord. Fill my heart. Fill my spirit. Fill my body. Fill my soul. Fill my mind. Fill my whole being, oh God. Great counselor, I release my heart to you, God. Heavenly Father, may our lives be pleasing to you, Jesus. Don't let us have a drive-through religion where we just come through and want everything so fast and want everything just catered our way. But Lord, let us be sensitive and humble to realize you're working in the body. You are speaking personally and one-on-one. And we pray for one another. We tarry for one another. Even in this baptism, we... Just pray the Holy Spirit that's been all around our sister Abigail would now come within her life and fill her, possess her. It's not to the most beautiful. It's not to the most popular. It's not to the smartest in the class. You have chosen us. You have chosen men and women like us in the service to be your bride and to be your wife. Let us not just seek after worldly wisdom. But let us seek after the giver. The one that knows the secrets of every heart and life. Pour it in, Lord Jesus. Pour it in, Lord Jesus. Pour it in, Lord Jesus, as we sing this song. Oh, my.